talk about it. Don't let it sit on your mind. When you talk about it, talk about it. Hello, everyone. This is Teresa Sophia, and you are tuned in to episode eight of the Mindful Podcast. On today's podcast, we will be talking about peer pressure and bullying. And I have a younger crowd than I normally have with me today. And they're actually people that I know pretty well, my family. So I'm going to go around the room and just have people introduce themselves one at a time. Oh, hi guys. I'm Sarah. I go to Bridgewater State University and I'm 21. Hi, I'm Mulatto and I go to South Middle School and I'm 13 years old. Hi, I'm Tuna. I'm 15 and I go to Brockton High School. Hi, I'm Juo. I'm 16 and I go to Brockton High School. When we do our podcast, we want to kind of give people an idea of normalizing talking about how they're feeling so now i want to go back around the room and i want you guys to tell me how you're feeling at this very moment well right now i'm very excited because it's my first time you know recording with you and i've always been following along it's an honor to be here i'm pretty excited nice yeah i'm very happy because tomorrow's my birthday and i'm happy to turn another year yeah, Something, you're getting yeah. older. Yeah. Well, I'm very extremely stressed because I have a lot of things going on and I just like need a break. Well, first, like I was like a little anxious because we're doing this, but like I'm also really excited because I love podcasts like in general. Mm-hmm. So yeah, today's been a pretty good day. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so today we are talking about peer pressure and bullying. And the reason why I wanted to talk about it, especially with young people, is because suicide is the second leading cause of death in ages 15 to 34. And that's a big deal. A lot of people are taking their lives because of unresolved issues that they're going through. So I felt like you guys talking about what you face in high school, college might be able to help other people get through that and also give you an opportunity to express the experiences that you guys are going through and and maybe it'll help yourselves. I wanted to start off with this first question. So what pressures do young people face in high school? So what happens in your day-to-day that you feel like adds stress to your life or adds anxiety to your life? What kind of pressure are you facing okay first off like we're just gonna put in general like obviously like the school itself like grades like you're pressured like by your parents everybody else it's like oh you have to get good grades like you're not stupid and if you do get bad grades you're stupid even if it's like you try really hard they just judge you and like people at school they'll be rude to you even if they think they're not being rude it's just like it hits home like it really hurts or like they'll shame you like body shaming like mm-hmm. like colorism because i know at my school there's a lot of colorism like mm-hmm. it's just crazy and like the whole body shaming too it's like oh my god people can be like so ignorant even without knowing they are it just hurts your feelings and it just brings you down a little more than like, it really should what kind of things do you hear specifically around body shaming and colorism? okay like body shaming 
I know, like, I don't have, like, the best body, but, like, some people are, like, like oh, ha, ha, like, you have a flat butt. I'm, like, ha, that's funny. Or, like, my friend, personally, like, I think she's very, like, she's very pretty. But, like, someone, would be, like, a guy will go up to her and would be, like, oh, you're pretty for a black girl. And, like, you don't even hear that from, like, white guys. It's just always the black guys. It's, like, mm. oh, I don't want to be with you because you're darker than me. Mm. Or you're not light skin or you're not a snow bunny, which is, like, a white girl. And, like, I don't like that. Or, like, oh, your boobs are too small. Your boobs are too big. And it's, like, they have all these things they want when they're not even the best looking person or they're not the best person in general and they just judge everything off of what you look like and they say all that to your face yeah like they don't even care like even if like they don't think you can hear it they'll be sitting right next to you talking to their friend Mm -hmm. and like because they whispered it they think you don't hear it Mm -hmm. but we can hear like we're not deaf like it's right there in front of our face why would you even say that because if I know if I said someone like that like if I said that to a boy like oh you're ugly like you're too black for me they'll get hurt and they'll be like Mm -hmm. oh but you're ugly so don't talk to me about like Mm-hmm. Why would you stare at someone else if you don't want to hear it? Or be like, oh, you're black. Like, I don't want to date you. But isn't your mom black? Mm-hmm. Your sister's not mm-hmm. black? Like, come on now. Don't exactly. do that. Don't do that. Exactly. <laughs> what do you think, Tuna? I know you were, you had your head <laughs> nodding. You were agreeing. What pressures do you feel? Feeding off of her, I personally, like, I get really stressed out about work. Like, I hold myself to a very high standard. When I see myself failing, I get, like, really, really upset. Mm-hmm. But, like, feeding off of that, I'm an athlete. So, like, in sports, it's I feel like it's stressful to be a student athlete. Because you don't want to be bad at your sport, but you also want to have good grades. And it's mm-hmm. very hard to juggle both and to know, like, when to have time to do, like, both of the things that you want to do. Being a student athlete, I feel like you also struggle with, like, a social aspect because you're trying to get your homework done and you have to be good at your sport and you're trying to, like, juggle all your friends. Like, it's just stressful. I'll let you know that that doesn't stop after high school. (laughs) Balancing life, your friends, your family, your loved ones, work, and your own sanity and, like, working out, eating healthy, all that. It's something that you have to continuously work on. And I think if you start now and try to find some sort of pattern, then you'll be better off in your adult life. That's my two cents of advice. And just for the listeners out here, so we don't have a quote-unquote mental health professional on this episode of the podcast, but Sarah is studying psychology at Bridgewater State. So she's our mental health professional in training at the moment. So what about you on the college perspective? What kind of pressures do you feel? Well, it's a lot of different things because, like, when you enter college, you enter as, like, an adult. So you have a lot more responsibility on yourself than, like, you did before when you were in high school. Because in high school, you didn't really have to worry about work because work was just, like, a part-time, just out of, like, the week, just in the weekend. But, like, when you're in college, you have to worry about school and then you have to worry about work and if you don't work, you can't pay your bills. And mm-hmm. when you're in college, you there's some bills that your parents just like, yeah, you can do that because you work. So it's like that adds on to the load. And they want to be able to be socializing and like having fun with their families and friends and like participating in events and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot to juggle with. Mm-hmm. And especially like college midterms, you have to study. And if you work, it's like studying, working and making sure your other classes you're doing homework so it's just a lot to juggle all together but at the end of the day you figure out a balance somehow mm-hmm. like you figure out something that you can do to like help you manage your day better and go through so it's a lot of things that you're learning 
through the process, like you're learning a lot of different ways to like make your day easier. So it's like a lot of thinking, a lot of processing more than like before. So Mm -hmm. it's a lot, but manageable. What about Mm -hmm. you, Mulatto? You have a younger perspective. So you're in middle school. So Mm -hmm. what pressures are you facing? I'm not facing a lot of pressures, really. Only my grades because I'm not at that level yet. Mm -hmm. So what my sister said, not a lot of people body shame people at my school. But the only thing that's really pressuring is getting good grades and like making your parents proud. So as children of immigrants, do you feel like being a child of an immigrant adds an added pressure? Yes. Oh my God. Because I feel like your parents, like if you're failing or you're not doing, like they hold you to such a high standard. What they were like when they came here, they don't want you to be that. They want you to be way more. And sometimes mm-hmm. you're like, you don't want that much. And like, you want to be successful, but not like as successful as they want you to be. Like, they want us to be like CEOs and stuff. And you're like, <laughs> I kind of just want to just do my little own thing. You don't want to be a CEO? I mean, I want to be a CEO, <laughs> but like sometimes there are days where I'm like, if I feel like, I have, like, a set-in-stone plan. Like, I don't have a choice. Like, I wish, like, I mean, what I want to be when I grow up, I want to be it. Mm -hmm. And they approve of it. But I feel like if there was, like, another way, like, if I wanted to be something else, I Mm -hmm. feel like I wouldn't have, like, I wouldn't be able to tell them, like, oh, hey, maybe I want to get go into music. And they, (laughs) I feel like they wouldn't support me. I feel like immigrants, they have standard job roles like yeah. doctor like, lawyer yeah, yeah. It's like, but it's they hold their children at a higher standard than most parents yeah. do mm-hmm. if you come from an immigrant like your mother or your father's like is an immigrant and then you you're the first generation mm-hmm. and it's like they expect you to exceed all levels like they don't hold you at any low standard so when you feel like you're doing bad they're like yeah no you're supposed to do this Mm -hmm. and it's stressful because you do want to make them proud like you want to give them that gift because it's a gift to them like to see their kids grow up to be ceos Mm -hmm. doctors engineers things like that it's like oh yeah my son my daughter it's like a you giving them an a reward like yeah. like hey this is yours mm-hmm. like you get to say my daughter did this or my son did that so it's like they hold you at such a high standard so you have to succeed for them mm-hmm. and it's hard being the child girl of the it is girl I've been writing poems about that since I was like wait can I next say something. I feel like we're kind of stereotyped sometimes. Like mm. they'll be like, "Oh yeah, you're African. You have to be smart, or you're Asian." Mm-hmm. Like, first of all, I know I'm smart, but like, you don't have to like force it on me. Say that like, I have to be smart because mm-hmm. like my other like African friends will be, "Oh, my mom would be so mad." Like my mom, she doesn't like push me like to the edge where I can't be like, "Oh, I can't do this." Like I don't want to do this mm-hmm. anymore. Like she'll be proud of me as long as like I'm doing good and like I can get into a good college. But like I feel like other people they'll be like, "Yeah, you're African. Why are you getting a B?" Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know a B was a bad grade. Last time I checked, that was a pretty good grade. They just think like all immigrants have have the best grades ever. I have to be the smartest in the class. Like that's not always what happens. Yeah. Just that's a really but, good point. You're yeah. getting the messages not just from, from your, your parents, parents but from your peers exactly. and people from different cultures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wanted to bring it back to because you brought up some really good points about body shaming and colorism, yeah. and it made me wonder if. You're getting this messaging from other women as well. Because you mentioned, like, (laughs) men body shaming you. But do other women body shame each other in high school? 
so much. Okay, so I'm in this club, right, called the African American Club, mm-hmm. and like we just talk about like all these problems in our communities or whatever. We had this whole like thing it was like oh, light skin versus dark skin girls. It was like guys, obviously, but like they're like just like bashing the dark skin women. But when we went to the clubs to talk about it, there were like other girls bashing each other. I'm like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? We're supposed to be like together, like mm-hmm. we're supposed to unite and be like we shouldn't be judged on our skin color. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, we're all black, like. Mm-hmm. One is lighter, yeah, but we're still black. Like, we're still African-American. There was this girl. She was, like, so ignorant. She was like, oh, yeah, someone called me a dark-skinned girl when I'm brown-skinned. I was like, but what's really the difference? You're still black. Mm -hmm. And then she goes, I don't want to be called a dark-skinned. I was like what are you doing? We're all black. It doesn't matter. And she's like, oh, yeah, I don't like being called dark skin because I'm not dark skin. I was like, what's wrong with dark skin, girl? She's like, nothing. It's just I don't want to be a dark skin. Does she see something negative exactly. in like, that? Last yeah. time I checked, we're all African-American. We're all blood. Like, we're all black. So, like, my friend group is very, very diverse. And after I saw that video, I had multiple conversations with, like, my friends. Just kind of, like, see, like, you want to know what your friend's opinions are. Wait, and what I, video are you talking about? There's a video at Brockton High about light skin versus dark skin girls. Okay. And everyone had very bad opinions toward dark skin girls. It got really offensive. So I was like talking to some of my more lighter friends, and like a lot of them couldn't understand the problem with what were people were saying. Because a lot of people were like, it's, "It's free speech. It's this and that." I'm like, I mean, everyone has a right to free speech. You can say whatever you want, but I feel like you're crossing the line when you're intentionally saying something to hurt someone else. Yeah. That's offensive. Mm-hmm. But it's like offensive, and it's like you know what you're not supposed to say about other people like right. it's your right to have your own opinions but it's really offensive if you know that a group of people are constantly bashed mm-hmm. and you're adding more onto the stereotype mm-hmm. like oh dark skin girls oh they're not pretty they're not this they're not that but if you have such a problem with it can't you keep your opinion to yourself because yeah. people are like oh it's my preference there's two things between mm-hmm. having a preference and being a colorist like yeah. if you have a problem with someone like oh I would never date someone because of their skin tone color yeah. how are you sure anything about that personality isn't something that might you might like you mm-hmm. counting out dark skin girls or dark skin people or or people just because of their skin tone color it's like there's a whole group of people that you would never get to understand preach girl and so you don't like dark skin girls they're like no i would never date one but i'm like they're like oh they're this they're that oh they're ratchet or stuff like that but i'm like we're friends so obviously if you don't like something that i depict how mm-hmm. can we be friends if you seriously have a problem with something that i am and it's like where does that preference come from right you could say oh my preference is light-skinned girls but that comes from years and generations of people being brainwashed into thinking that lighter people are more beautiful. You think it's a preference, but it's actually you being brainwashed and perpetuating what society sees as beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like my generation, they don't really point it out to be like, oh, I like dark-skinned girls better than light-skinned or light-skinned better than dark-skinned. Okay, I have friends that they promote different things, so they're like businessmen, Mm -hmm. black businesses let's say they were doing a photo shoot for their stuff like they wouldn't pick darker skin tone people Mm -hmm. they would pick lighter skin tones because like they would be like oh that's prettier it's nicer you're being subtle about their exactly they're not blurting it out and calling each other like they would be like oh yeah you're a beautiful black woman but they had the choice to pick between like a lighter skin and a darker skin woman they would go with the lighter skin because they're like oh yeah it's a light skin girl da 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 Mm -hmm. so my generation they still go about it the same way but they just don't 
push it into like each other's face. They try not to hurt feelings, but they're doing it indirectly. Still goes, I feel like from generation to generation, just that they get smarter about it. Yeah. Smarter mm-hmm. about like, you know, choosing or picking a side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What do you guys think about social media? What role does social media play in the pressures that you guys face day to day? I feel like social media now, for me, I've seen a couple more, like, more people praising darker skin tones, acknowledging, like, darker skin tones, and they're not, like, as judgmental towards it. They're like, okay, dark skin tones, like, you know, we are beautiful, but at the same time, it's like... If they see a light skinned on, they like most people they share the pictures of light skinned um women because they're like, oh, they're better, they're sexier, they're things like that. It's still a stigma out there that like, you know, oh, light skins are better than dark skins, or light skins are prettier or sexier than dark skin. That's how like most people usually see it as. And like social media just push it to another level and mm. then it's like it, it makes like, younger it. Yeah. If you go like on Instagram, like Facebook, right? You'll see, like, obviously, like, they see dark skinned women and it's like, oh yeah, they're pretty. But to be honest, it's because it's a trend. Like, oh, melanin and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's because it's a trend. Cause I remember like when I was like eighth grade, like 26, like 15, 16, it was all like, oh, I want to be light skinned so bad because that was a trend. But now like 20, like 18, it's a trend to be proud to be black. But at the same time, like the people saying like they love dark skinned women or like, like dark skinned people in general on the internet they don't do it in person exactly. because i know mm-hmm. at my school like they'll like see something on facebook of a dark skin girl like and it's always like oh we get to wear yellow and like to make your skin pop or whatever it's always like they'll be like, oh yeah she's so beautiful but in person they'll be like oh i would never date a dark skin girl mm-hmm. like i feel like they're just doing it because it's a trend mm-hmm. if it wasn't a trend they wouldn't even look at us like they wouldn't even care like they would never speak on it because no one cares about it mm-hmm. but if, when it's a trend like especially like in my generation at least when it's a trend that's when people want to do it and like talk about it mm-hmm. but it, like if it wasn't a trend at all no one would even look at it that's just how it is and i feel like they have like more of a preference of their dark skins they have a specific group of dark skins that they like Mm -hmm. it's like the smooth buttery skin and like big butts bigger breasts and like skinny waist so they have like even though they're saying like they like dark skins it's just like to a certain community Mm -hmm. of them it's not every dark skin like they don't find just any shade of woman beautiful they just like oh yeah this dark skin woman is pretty but like they talk about like that specific dark skin Mm -hmm. and you're saying it on the internet towards that community but when Mm -hmm. you in person you you actually see a dark skin girl like they're beautiful Mm -hmm. but just because they don't have a bigger butt or a bigger breast or have a skinnier waist it's not your type Mm -hmm. of dark skin so. so what about you, Milano? And it doesn't have to necessarily be in terms of colorism, but like what pressures or how do you feel like social media is making people feel a type of way about themselves in middle school if they are feeling a type of way? Probably with the light skin thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of people repost light skin with curly hair and stuff. Mm. And so a lot of hair people, is a big thing. Yeah, yeah. Hair is curly oh hair. And a lot of people wish they had that. Like a dark skin had like nappy hair, they would like wish they were light skin with curly hair because a lot of people are reposting and saying like, oh she's so pretty and stuff. So like a lot of people wish they could be that. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing that social media is really doing. Yeah, she brought a great point yeah, on the, the hair. hair. Uh-huh. Yeah, 
I can like really extremely relate to the hair aspect. I feel like the way your hair looks, it depicts you, your personality. If you're having a bad hair day, I feel like personally I have a bad day because I feel like it's a part of me and mm-hmm. it's like something I want people to represent me well. Mm-hmm. And I feel like lots of people tend to be darker. They tend to have more nappy hair, less than curly. And people, when they see people with nappy hair, um, I've had kids like in my middle school be like, oh, um, why don't you straighten your hair? Or people like when I was younger, it was always a wave to perm your hair mm-hmm. and everyone wanted to have have some a hair texture that was different Mm -hmm. and now i feel like in social media now that being dark skinned and having you like being proud of what you have is the new wave like everyone's trying to go natural because everyone had damaged hair because i feel like people are like oh i got my hair damaged because oh um i just did want it to look nice like i feel like something people say very often which i think is a very ignorant thing is like people have good hair like i Mm, think that's like what does that mean like when they say oh someone has good hair i go off like i can't understand what you mean good hair even if you have the same hair texture nothing about your hair is the same as someone else's Mm -hmm. so my hair might not be able to do the same thing as your hair and I know a lot of dark skin girls who will never wear their hair out to school mm-hmm. and when they see girls with curly hair they're like oh my goodness it's so not nice. Not even just dark skin girls yeah, I know light skin like, girls mm-hmm. that yeah. have coarse hair that will yeah. not wear their hair exactly. out. Exactly. Yup. Yeah. I feel like hair length is a very big thing when it comes to hair because mm-hmm. I feel like girls who have short curly hair people are like oh it's so cute she did the big chop it's really cute yeah. but if you have like short nappy hair people are like oh my god she looks like a boy like mm-hmm. we look like we could go to the same bar I feel like you shouldn't judge someone on their hair, like, what they look like. I mean, you should, like, not in a way, like, judgmental, but, like, mm-hmm. if that's what you're looking for. But, I mean, seeing someone with that hair and assuming so much about them. Like, you guys see Amber Rose, right? Amber yeah. Rose has, like, short hair, and she has a very nice physique and everything. And people don't mind as much. I feel like people don't care as much. Amber Rose, like, she fits some of their people's, like, basic social media check boxes. She's light-skinned. She has a very nice body, but her hair is short. Mm-hmm. So people don't make as much comments because she has all these other check boxes what social media doesn't seem as beautiful Mm -hmm. and you're not checking all those boxes people are like oh she's ugly but like you don't really know like because you're not getting a chance to know the person yeah i've definitely struggled on the hair aspect i cut my hair like five years ago and i went natural and when i first cut it like a group of my guy friends are like oh like why'd you cut your hair i'm like I don't know. I didn't feel like having permed hair anymore. It was like at that moment they were making fun of like my hair because it was short and it was like quote unquote nappy because I don't understand what people say nappy. What's nappy? Is it because like it's like my curls are more like, you know, apart or I don't know. Mm -hmm. But it was like a way they made me feel like having my natural hair out, growing out my natural hair was ugly. It wasn't nice. And now like my hair is a bit longer. And when I let my hair out and like I don't put chemicals, anything like that in it, and I just let it out. Most people are like, oh, your hair looks nice. It's so long. I feel like for them, longer hair and nicer curls, more defined curls mm-hmm. is nice hair for them, quote unquote, mm-hmm. nice hair. Or if your hair is straight or like bounces when you turn your head, <laughs> it's like that's what nice hair is to them. And for me, I've always said like I don't like my hair out because like it gets all over the place and it's a big mess. Yeah. So I just like to keep it in a bun. People were like, oh, why don't you? 
you let your hair out? Maybe you can, like, I've had friends tell me, oh, why don't you let your hair out? Maybe, like, you know, people could be attracted to you more. And I'm like, what does my hair have to do with what attracts someone to me? And what is unattractive about Ex- your hair? Yeah. Exactly. I'm like, my hair does not have to be down or up for someone to see me attractive. It's how I present myself. Like, what they like about me from myself. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, any generation hair will always be a big thing because like Mm -hmm. if you don't have the long soft curly hair you don't have nice hair and it's oh yeah this person has a nicer hair curlier hair what is that like everybody has different hair textures like you can have 4b hair and i have 4b yeah like and it's like our curls could be the same it's still not the same texture it's never like, oh, you should have this hairstyle or that hair to make your hair look nice. Or- I think a lot of my influence came from, because I'm coming from a generation where I grew up without social media. Mm-hmm. So a lot of my influence came from TV and like watching Disney Channel mm-hmm. and Nickelodeon and then also like Barbie dolls. So I feel like I internalized what I saw on TV. Like I was a huge fan of Mary-Kate and Ashley and like Hilary Duff. And I just saw these white girls with blonde hair. Or like mm-hmm. light colored hair so my entire life I always wanted long hair when I had a perm and I would get a weave I made sure my weave was at least 14 inches like it was never anything shorter than that and I think even now like even as someone who I consider quote-unquote woke I think Part of the reason why I did get locks is because I was like, okay, this is the only way I feel like I'm going to be able to maintain my length, my natural hair, and have long hair. And now I feel like I'm transitioning into a point where it's like, okay, now I've achieved long hair, and now I'm over it. I felt mm-hmm. like it was this weird internal struggle of trying to prove to white people or prove to people that black women can have long hair, and now I've accomplished it. But it's then it's like, why do I need to prove to exactly. anybody that I can grow long hair? Why yeah. do I need to show people that black people can have long hair in general? It's just very interesting how much these messages from when we're so young can still impact us. And at 20 seven it's still a journey and just with black women women of color in general hair is such a big deal like Mm -hmm. tuna was saying like if your hair is messed up you're having a bad day it's an extension of who you are i think it's really cool especially black women how we can show our creativity with our hair Mm -hmm. and i think that's something that we should focus on more like our hair grows up towards the sun white people can't do that so i think we should appreciate the fact that our hair grows that way i think we should appreciate the fact that we can have afros and it's very interesting to me that a lot of white people are trying to adopt our styles like Mm -hmm. you have a lot of white people wearing braids yeah but then if like we wear braids it's unprofessional you have a lot of white people wearing dreads like if i were to google dreadlocks right now you would see a whole bunch of white faces but it's just very interesting especially because you guys go to schools that are predominantly black because brockton high is what like maybe like 60 70 percent at this point Mm -hmm. and then to get all that messaging from your own people It's sad. I'm looking around and I see like a whole bunch of darker skinned people. I think Nato's the exception. I would say she's brown skinned, but then everybody else is like darker skinned. But still, that's still a perspective and that's still black. And it's still a perspective that's different from someone if someone were light skinned in this room. But like, I want to know how you guys deal with it. When you're getting body shamed or when you're facing someone who has stereotypes about black people or darker skinned women being ratchet. 
I know you talked about it a little bit. What do you guys do for yourselves? Do you believe it? Do you not believe it? What do you have to do? What goes on in your mind when those things happen? Me, personally, I don't take everything to the heart. That's just who I am. Like, if someone says I'm ugly, I'm like, oh, okay. I don't really care. But I know a lot of people who do take it to the heart. But for me, if someone says that about me, then it day when I go home, and I was like, because it always comes back to me, it always does. And I'm just like, oh. They think that about me. I shouldn't really care about it because they're not the only people in this world. There's obviously going to be other people who think I look good. If that doesn't work for me, I think about good things about myself. Mm. Like, oh, what am I good at? Like, other people call me pretty. Other people think this about me that are good. I just think reflect on the good stuff because I don't like being sad. Mm. I'm a person who doesn't like being sad. So whenever something like that happens to me, I think about the good things in my life, the good things about me that people like about me and the, mm. what I like about myself in general. And like, I'm just like don't let it get to you don't let it get to your head you're a good person you're beautiful like all these things and i just say to myself and my friends say to me too so why am i gonna let one person who i probably won't even know in like three years or two years why should i let them affect my life like affect how i feel about myself in general Mm -hmm. that's what i do preach what about you tuna I feel like when I was younger, I was a very susceptible person. Like, what you said to me, I take things to the heart. I'm the type of person where I feel like words hurt so much more. And I feel like you remember that for years to come. Even if you probably don't remember it the week after, but if someone says something that's hurtful, similar to what you heard before, you start to build up a little thought in your head. You're like... Maybe I'm wrong and they're right. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, my hair was very short. And I had these two kids. They used to call my hair a cotton ball. And it used to get me so sad. I wear braids a lot. And I cannot have short braids. I don't like having my hair out. Because I feel like all that really built it up. I feel like I care that with me today. I feel like all those things really hurt you. So, like, every time I have younger cousins who are dark skin or, like, anything, any color, I always try to compliment people. Like, maybe the little mm-hmm. things. Like, even if you're hair. Sure. I feel like people don't understand. Kids say whatever they want to say and they don't realize that sticks with you. I have a friend, like, I was trying to explain to her, like, you know that little joke that if you're dark skin, everyone gets this joke when the lights turn off in the class, like, oh, where'd so-and-so go? Maybe it's just a joke to you, but it's not a joke to the person who's being laughed at because people aren't laughing with you, they're laughing at you. Mm -hmm. And it's very offensive when, like, you're little and you're like, oh, these are my friends and you're like, you laughed it off. That type of stuff, like, really got to me when I was in middle school because, like, you're really discovering who you are and what you like. And people are, like, telling you how you should be. Mm -hmm. And you're thinking, oh, I don't want to be like that. But if everyone's telling you one thing, you're starting to believe, like, that you're wrong and that you have to fit what they want you to be. Yeah, no, I agree with both of them. Definitely talking to yourself. Also talk to your friends and complimenting them. I do this thing, like, every single one of my friends... Even if they're men or women, whichever one they are, even like my siblings, they can tell you that I just shoot them a text. Hey, just know you're beautiful. Mm-hmm. Give them a word of inspiration because out there they hear it every day that their skin tone is not what mm-hmm. most people prefer, that their hair is not what most people desire. Mm-hmm. So always reminding your siblings, your friends, your coworkers, people that are in your life, reminding them that their beauty is unique to them and they are beautiful just because someone doesn't find them attractive Mm -hmm. that doesn't mean like they're not attractive just that that person was ignorant enough to not take their time Mm -hmm. to learn them 
before their physique. Tuna says, you don't know what that person has behind the skin. You know, beauty is just skin deep. Mm. And like, we need to start thinking more like, you know, what does that person have to offer to us? What knowledge can we share with that person? How like that person can become our greatest friends. So I really believe in, you know, spreading positivity and like telling your friends, your siblings, everybody around you, something that's special about them, something that you like that most people don't usually appreciate. Like my cousin, I always tell her, I'm like, I love your hair. It's beautiful. And she's like, no, it's not dark enough. It's not long enough. Mm -hmm. It's not thick enough. And I'm like, we're never enough. That's something I admire about Mm -hmm. you. And my best friend, she's a darker skin tone. And then she's always like, oh, I feel like I'm too dark for this. I'm like, what's too dark? Do you know what? There's someone that's darker than you. And the darker person is still beautiful. Exactly. Dark skin doesn't mean you're not pretty or you're not beautiful. It just means your skin is just a bit brown. You were baked for a bit longer. That's all. God baked you a bit longer than everybody else. You're well done. Or well done. Exactly. You're well done. I like using puns like this. Oh, you're well done. You're a well done woman. You're a well done man. I have a lot of dark skinned men in my life. They are beautiful people. Like I think it's different when it comes to men, though. I yeah. think Most men, they are glorified. Yeah, but exactly. I've also met so many women that are like, I would not date a black man yeah. or a dark-skinned But that's man. because of their own insecurity. Yeah. yeah. Same thing with how you mentioned a lot of dark men won't date a dark-skinned yeah. woman it's because like, of the same thing. What about you, Mulatto? How do you deal with any bullying that you've faced? If someone called me ugly or something, I would just look in the mirror and just be thankful for what I have because you can't really change a lot of things about you. And not a lot of other people don't have things that you have. So you just have to be thankful for the things that you that God gave you already. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's what I do if someone brought me down or something just focus mm. on your uniqueness yeah i yeah. like that i always take like five minutes in front of the mirror in the morning i'm like even if i'm in a rush i just stand in front of the mirror and just pick five things from yourself i admire this thing i love how that something that people are always criticizing for me i have a big head most people are like oh you have a big head and i laugh at i'm like but i have so much knowledge up there my you mom used to say that to from. me when i would complain about my head yeah just admire the part about you that most people don't admire because you are your biggest critic so you criticize yourself more than most people probably will ever do like in a whole day mm-hmm. so picking like things on your body and like admiring yourself first then what people say will just like you know brush by you and it won't even affect you because you already know who you are you appreciate yourself with all your flaws and i think that's a good way to start your day even if you ended the day before horrible when Mm -hmm. you start your day started fresh and you know start with admiring yourself first and then when you go out to the world you just want to spread positivity and Mm -hmm. like be less harsh towards one another i think a lot of it is about happiness within yourself definitely because when like you were saying if you're happy with yourself then you'll be able to spread that positivity and then if you're happy within yourself nobody can break you down Mm -hmm. so you can hear messages from this person and that person and you're not going to believe it because you know who you are so working on yourself is extremely important and i remember when i was in high school and again maybe the messaging was a little bit 
less in your face because we didn't have social media as yeah. much. I don't really remember it being like light skin versus dark skin as bad as you guys are explaining, but yeah. I feel like when I was in a simpler time and I was happier with myself, my entire environment was just a lot more positive. When you get trapped in negativity, like misery loves company. You start attracting other people who are negative. You attract situations that are negative and then it just continues to just bring you down. So if you're happy within yourself, that's only going to spread outward to yeah. the people around you, to the situations that you put yourselves in. So I also wanted to talk about drug use you guys are in the age where you're starting to experiment or people around you are starting to experiment i know vaping is like a huge thing Mm. i was in south carolina over the weekend visiting my little brother Mm -hmm. y'all's cousin and everybody on campus was vaping i'm starting to feel really old because that's not something that we ever did yeah and i'm hearing like people are in class vaping and then blowing the yeah. smoke in their sleeves like no, that sounds like some real addiction to no, me i had a professor that had to literally like put it as part of the syllabus to not vape in the class because mm-hmm. he's had multiple encounters before where he had students sitting in the class and vaping in the classroom mm-hmm. and it's like what are you doing and then they're like, oh, it's just vape. It's not anything harmful or anything. It's still something like, you know, you're in the middle of a classroom. You wouldn't mm-hmm. just pull out a cigarette and smoke in the right, middle of the classroom. Right. So you wouldn't want to pull out your vape and start vaping in the middle of the classroom. I've seen so many people vape in public and it's a whole ton of smoke. You don't think that's rude to just put that out there for a group of other people there and you don't know who's more tolerant towards it or mm, not. Right. You're yeah. just thinking about yourself and exactly. you're not even thinking about the people around yeah. you. Yeah. The vape thing, because like, they used to be like little pens with like just water vapor, like flavor. People thought it was like, cool, whatever. They upgraded to these little, whatever they call them. Jewels. Yeah, the jewels. They're like made to prevent people from stop smoking cigarettes. But like now if they smoke it, they use it and like, oh yeah, it's nothing. There's no nicotine. Like, Yes, there is. There like, is. you're yeah. still hurting yourself. There's more like, nicotine no, it's fine. in there yeah. than cigarettes. Oh, I'm fine. Like, I can control it. Like, how come you do it, like, 24-7? <laughs> you don't need it. Yes, I do. It's, like, cool. No, it's not. Like, there's People nicotine in that. People are using it just you're, because it's yeah, cool? Yeah, like, you're basically yeah. smoking cigarettes right now just without the actual cigarette in your hand. Mm. They're like, no, it's a regular. Like, it's just water vapor. Have you searched what's in those things? It's like, no. And I'm like, then why are you using it? You think it's a water vapor, but it's not. Like, it's actually nicotine in that. Can't you put, like, other stuff in it, too? Can't yeah. you put, like, weed mm-hmm. and- yeah well it's not weed the thc oil yeah thc Mm -hmm. oil so like i'm like a junior right maybe like 90 percent of my friends have already smoked weed or whatever and they was like oh yeah join me i'm like no i'm good like i just 90 percent you said yeah Mm. i'm pretty sure like they all have done it before i'm positive about that they're like oh yeah smoke me i'm like no i don't want to do that plus if i ever did do that like my mom would kill me and like i just don't want to do it no like you need to i'm like no i don't and we'll we'll be like going to a party and they'll be like oh yeah like let's smoke before we get that i was like why also we can have more fun um you can have fun without smoking thank you Mm. And like, oh, you're mad whack. I'm like, okay, but I don't want to. And like, no, do it, do it. I'm like, I'm not gonna do it. I know peer pressure works on other people, mm-hmm. but not me. Like, no matter how much you try to force me, I'm not gonna do it. Like, oh, you're the mom of the. Why you does don't it affect do it. them that you exactly. don't want to do something? I can have fun. I'm a very fun, fun person. Like, I can have fun without being on crack or whatever. But though over here, I, crack. I need, <laughs> I need these things that fun. Like, I'm a very secure person. Like, I can have fun without enhancing all these things in my in my body. And like, no, you're so boring. Like, you're the 
with the mom of the group. You do too much. I'm like, oh, sorry, I don't want to be high. Like, I'm fine. They try to push me into doing it. And I'm just like, if you guys are gonna do that, I'm not gonna hang out with you. Like, that's just what it is. Like, mm. if you're gonna try to force me to smoke every time we hang out, I'm leaving you. That's what it is. Like, mm. I'm not. Did gonna they do stop it. forcing you? <laughs> yeah, they stopped. Okay. I good. feel like, well, you guys' generation from mine is different. I feel like mine was more like drinking alcohol. You know, snicking in the nips inside the bar. Mine too. And things like that. I didn't have to deal with the peer pressure to smoke. Mm-hmm. I feel like my generation, if you smoke, like you willingly went into the situation and you did it. It wasn't, oh yeah, do it, do it, do it. It was, do you want to do it? And yeah. then like, you, yeah or no, like it was more like your choice. But drinking, most people, like if you go to a party, most people would just pass you a cup to mm-hmm. drink. It seemed normal. Or if you were a senior in high school, or freshman in college, it was cool to have a cup to be drinking. I turned 21 and I still have not drank. I still have not purchased a drink to drink. So it's not something that gets me like, oh my God, I'm supposed to be drinking or I'm supposed to be smoking. It's it's a choice, but it's not something that you pressure people about. Yeah. For me, I feel like it was more of freedom thing. Yeah. I didn't drink in high school. And I know when people did, I was just telling the story the other day, I was co-captain of the cross country team and we would have captain's practices over the summertime on Saturdays, I believe. And then there was one time when, where my other co-captain, she was drinking the night before and she missed captain's practice because she was hung over. And I went in on her. Like I yelled at her. I was like, this team is dependent on you. Da, 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 da. And then I felt like such a hypocrite. Cause like the next year I was in college, like <laughs> party. I never was attracted to it in high school because my like immediate group mm-hmm. of friends didn't do it. So I wonder if I was facing the peer pressure, how I would have partook in it. For me, I started dabbling in it because I went to college and I had the freedom and it was just easily accessible. Mm. And then I felt similar to your friends, like felt like I needed it to have more fun and to be more loose. When in reality, in high school, I was the life of the party completely sober. Mm. I think a lot of it is the peer pressure. I think a lot of it is this idea that we use alcohol and drugs as a crutch Mm -hmm. to have more fun. And then now that I'm older, I'm like, been there, done that. I'd rather stay home and sleep than even like go anywhere. (laughs) Like that's what's fun for me. So it definitely changes. I heard about something that I wanted to talk to you guys about. Someone was telling me, so I um, lead a group of young people at my job. It's called United Voices. And they were talking about Gettys. Do you guys know what a Getty is? What's a Getty? A Getty is like a small get-together. But most of the time, it's never just a small get-together. More of like your inner group of friends. You usually, like, people try to have an equal amount of boys and girls, so it's like everyone's having fun. Mm -hmm. So basically, Getty's like a small get-together, a small party. And it's like more intimate. There's usually alcohol and drugs but I've been to Gettys and personally I've never like for my friend group I know kids who smoke weed I know kids who drink personally my friends have never ever tried to pressure me into doing things it's more of like oh if you want to try you can try like I've never felt pressure to do anything I heard they have a table in the middle of the Getty and people bring pills and then everybody yeah. like throw, not pills but it's like it's called I'll like a like throw down like, they said people just find pills opioids whatever from like their parents closets or whatever and then they throw it on the table they just share it wow I've been to Gettys I've never seen a throw down before okay. it's like the first time I'm hearing of it that type of stuff happens more depending on your friend group 
the more kids in your friends who do that type of stuff, I feel like that would be tend to happen. Let's say my friend group, a lot of kids smoke weed at a Getty. Most likely the kids are, they're going to do what they like to do. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if you see like a third on, it's probably because like your friends pop pills a lot or they want to try them. Mm-hmm. When I was in high school, we had Gettys, but it wasn't all of that. Like it wasn't something that you bring alcohol and you put it in the middle and then like, it was like someone buy one bottle and then we, it we was all, always yeah. like 15% or something. Exactly. We thought we were like, like yeah, it was hard. wine cooler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you really would think that you were the toughest kid because you were drinking wine cooler. Yeah, it was like 2% yeah. alcohol. I had like more of like a diverse group of friends so we would like to cook. Yeah. We would cook, listen to music, dance, tell stories. There was no drugs. Like if there was alcohol, it wasn't anything strong. Yeah. So like a lot has definitely changed from the Gettys that I used to go to to the Gettys that you guys go no, to. What I, about um, music? Do you guys um, feel like music is influencing that yes. at all? When you listen to music, right? If it's like your favorite artist, I feel like people like Imagination at least, they want to be like their favorite artist. They want to like do what they do. I'll listen to someone like, oh yeah, like I sold drugs. I'm like, oh, I wonder what, but that's like, I never actually do it. But I know like some people who like, yeah, I'm like a gangbanger. Like they're not actually gangbangers, but they try to be one. You know, like G Herbo, like Chief Keef, they'd be listening to them like, bro, I'm such a gangbanger. Like they'd be like throwing up gang signs. Like you don't even know what that means. And they want to be one so bad. They want to like sell drugs. when I was in middle school, right, I had, like, this best friend. And we were like, oh, yeah, we're never going to do stuff like that. But when we went to high school, like, she started listening to all these different types of music and meeting all these people. And she's like, yeah, I sell. Like, I'm like, you sell what? I didn't even know what that meant. Like, I thought she meant, like, candy because she used to sell candy. <laughs> so, no, I swear. Because I was like, oh, will you sell? Like, give me something. And then she goes, no, I sell. I was like, okay, I get it. Like, just give it to me. She's like, no, I sell weed. I was like, oh, get away from me. Like, what the hell? Like, she'd be like, yeah, I'm, like, tough. Guys? I have, like, my boys to back me up something happened and I'm like okay like have fun and then she's over here like yeah if you know someone that needs something like tell me I'm like I'm not about to be involved with that but you can like enjoy yourself and she goes no like you don't get it like it's so fun I get so much money for this I was like go get a job like do something with your life and she's like no bro this is so fun like I'm really like a gangbanger I was like you're not like you've never done anything gangbang associated with that stuff she just thinks like she's cool because she's selling weed okay a lot of the younger generation they think like you know if if they sell weed it's like a clout thing if i sell weed like i'm known people Mm -hmm. know me and like i'll have more friends Mm -hmm. i feel like every time i hang out with my siblings that's when i'm learning the new words Mm -hmm. and i'm like i had the same experience with the like you know i sell and then they're like yeah, I sell. I'm like, yeah, so what? <laughs> like, with a serious face. And they thought I was joking. I'm like, no, what do you sell? And they're like, yeah, weed. I'm like, oh, so that's a thing? That's a trend now? Mm-hmm. We no. do that now? And then I it's like, like, the music is with it, but like, it's not even like, music is just like probably like 1% of it. Because mm-hmm. like, they'll see people like, people outside of our school, right? Mm-hmm. They'll see them doing it. And they want to start it in our school. Because apparently, like, especially at my school, starting things is like a trend. Like, if you start something, everyone's going to copy you. And like, oh, you want to be different. So you want to start something. Start so, like, what? Like anything. Like this kid, right? He doesn't do anything. So he started wearing a Supreme, like Supreme shirts at our school. 
school. Mm-hmm. And, like, everyone was like, bro, you know him? I was like, yeah. He's like, tell him to hook me up with a shirt. I'm like, go buy yourself a shirt. Like, <laughs> they never even knew what Supreme was until this kid started wearing really? it. Really? Yeah, it was like, you're not good. Like, That's really a popular like, brand. Yeah. I know, but they didn't know it because I feel like they're just so, like. It's like a fight to be yeah, different. It is. And if you're oh different, you're. I remember like going into Brock Tonight, right? Like, all these people were like wearing the same things and stuff like that. No one had a problem with it. 2017 is coming. Everyone's like, oh, I hate when people copy this and that. I want to be different. And like, uh, now, oh, hi, my name is this. I'm different. Hi, my name is this. I'm different. Everything has to be different. Wearing vans. Wait, wearing people, people say that? Yes, people say it so much. They'll wear a pair of vans. they be like, yeah, I'm different. I'm like, okay, but everyone wears vans. So <laughs> Other people start wearing vans. When something is popular in my school, everyone starts doing it. They're like, oh, I'm different because I wear checkered vans. I'm different because I wear blue vans. Like, no, you're not. And then I feel like they don't understand. Everybody is different in their own way. People start popularizing in our school. They start doing it. If you sell weed, other people are going to want to be like you because like, you're so known. Like They want to be known too. You shouldn't be selling in the first place. What are you doing? You're like right. 10. Sit down. Come on. <laughs> They've been doing that. Like They'll take it from the music. When they see some other people doing it, they want to do it more and more. Even if they don't know how to do it. like They'll get caught every day, but they still want to do it because it's cool. Once they see other people doing it, they just want to do it. Mulatto, so, are you saying people do drugs in middle school? I see people smoke on Snapchat, and they think it's really cool because, like, a lot of people are doing it. I don't think it's that cool, but they think it's really cool to, like, post stuff with mm-hmm. them, like, smoking yeah. or something. I feel like, like you're not that a cool. lot of young people think that because weed is becoming legalized, yeah. it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. But people don't realize that actually damages your brain yes. because yeah. your brain is not fully formed until you are 25 I years know. old. So if you're smoking, especially if you're starting in middle school, mm-hmm. think yeah. about all the brain cells you're losing slowly yeah. and slowly yeah. if you're smoking every day, you're smoking two three blunts a day and then people don't realize it's not all the way legal so there's a reason why she's your friend or the person you knew is drug dealing and slinging and still has to keep everything on the down low and Mm -hmm. like has boys protecting her it's not completely legal so obviously there's a reason why it's not completely legal. I feel like so back to the music my friend I think she does because she wants to be like a rapper right people like in our like school like they'll be like oh yeah like I know her she raps cool I feel like she wants a story of course she does have a story she uh... I think she has a story like she has a big story but I feel like all rappers are like oh yeah I used to be like a gangbanger I used to be yeah, poor yeah, yeah. I used to sell drugs so like I feel like she wants to add that onto her story mm-hmm. sometimes it's like a thing too even if they don't see other people doing it they want to add it to when they grow up like now it's like always a big thing if you like you grew up poor and like you like this rich person yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. So like I feel like some people do it just add it on to some it's like a resume basically. It's they like, oh, went yeah. through stuff. Exactly. They had a hard I life. Mm-hmm. So I want to know if you guys maybe if you're brave enough to talk about it yourself or if you've experienced it in your friend group. Mm-hmm. Have you guys had conversations with your friend about suicide, suicidal thoughts? Have you ever had to talk someone off the ledge? Figuratively speaking. Mm-hmm. I see a couple nodding mm-hmm. heads. Let's go with Milano first. I've never thought about it, mm-hmm. but a lot of my friends post pictures them cutting themselves or, like, saying, like, oh, I wish I could just die because no one cares. Mm-hmm. And I always slide up and say, don't do that and stuff. I feel like it's a trend cutting yourself. Like, I know a lot of people are getting depressed, but you shouldn't have to show everyone. You can just come to one person and, like, talk to them about it. I always slide up and say you don't have to, like, post about it and stuff Mm -hmm. and i always talk to them like don't do it just think about the good things that you have if your parents are gonna care your close friends are gonna care Mm -hmm. so yeah that's what 
I talk yeah. to people about mm-hmm. um but the posting thing I feel like it's a trend like to be depressed so like people just do it like even if they're not depressed like yeah I'm depressed and they don't even watch what they're saying mm-hmm. they just stay around a lot of people just like to make themselves cool I guess but the suicide thing or like, maybe for attention maybe yeah, they no, actually are depressed and they're people, waiting for people like Mulatto to be yeah. like no people yeah. actually care about yeah. you they say those things mm-hmm. just so that they can hear the response of you are still loved I think we're privileged enough to have our parents in our lives mm-hmm. and we constantly hear I love you from mm-hmm. like our family members and our parents I do kind of agree with you that depression might be a trend or anxiety yeah. might be a trend and some people might be playing like the mental illness card without really yeah. having the mental illness but yeah. I never want to have that conversation without the conversation of okay, maybe they really are going through something and that's just a way for them to cry for help. It's crazy because cutting was a big thing when I was young too. We just Mm -hmm. didn't have social media and people just hit it. People hit it. It wasn't like they were proud Mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. People kept it to themselves. But continue. One of my closest friends, they know since like middle school and like to now, we're like so close. And I never knew like she was sad and like she was going through all these things. Like she always felt like a happy, like she was always smiling and like you said something bad about her. Like she was like, oh, I don't care. Like I never knew like she was depressed she went into like hurt herself like kill herself until one day like she ran away from her house her sister texted me she's like oh do you know where she is i was like no she's like she at your house i was like this one i was like staying in east time. i was like no she can't even get here mm-hmm. she's like oh she ran away so like i get this like message from her crying telling me like oh yeah i want to end everything and i was i was like where is this coming from like i never knew she was going through all these things so like after like that night right after like her parents found her i talked to her like i was even crying myself because i was like i never knew knew like such a person who looks like she's so happy she looked like she had like the mm. best time of her life everything was perfect i never knew someone like that who's that close to me was That's going really through these things point. exactly mm. i was crying with her like she was telling me all these things me saying sorry isn't probably gonna help but like, i was just telling her like i love you like i wouldn't if you like left my life i don't know what i would do like, your mom would feel the same way and like your sister and she's like oh my sister doesn't like me and i'm like trust me she does deep down you might not think so because she doesn't show it but deep down i know everybody around you would be hurt if you were left until this day like Every time we talk about stuff like that, she goes, oh, you know, you're one of the reasons why I'm alive, right? I'm like, are mm-hmm. you are you serious? She's like, yeah. I'm like, it just makes me happy because mm-hmm. I, I said one, like, a few things that made her change her mind about killing herself or, like, being gone forever. Every time, like, now when, like, someone, like, says, oh, yeah, I'm going to kill myself, if you're just saying it, like, just to play around, don't say that because you don't know if there's other people around you who are actually hurting. And, like, people play around with it a lot, like, in my classes and stuff like that. I'm like, that's not funny. Like, don't mm-hmm. play around with that. Like, you don't know who's going through stuff like this like even if you might think like they're cool or whatever they could be going through things that could hurt them and they're just like oh it's just a joke i'm like it's not funny like it's just not a joke at all so i often hear from my generation that you guys are more sensitive than us Mm -hmm. that you guys don't have what people call grit you can go through a situation that we went through but it's harder for you guys because you're weaker do you guys feel like that's true I feel like that's not very true. I feel like we have more places to go to and we're more open about it. Like, I feel like mental illness and like stuff in the past wasn't as open for people. I feel like people more kept that hidden. And my friends, like I've been on that ledge. Like I understand what people going through when they're at that time. Cause I've been there. I understand when people say like, Oh, it's cause this generation, you guys are so much weaker. It really isn't coming from a place of weakness. Cause when you're at that point in your life, if that happens to you, you're not trying to be weak. It's coming from like, you don't understand where it's coming from. It just happens. It's mm-hmm. not like something you choose. Mm-hmm. Like when they're like, 
like, oh, you're weaker than us. It's like, I'm not explaining it, but you just feel like you have nowhere to turn to and you feel alone. Mm-hmm. It's a sense of alienation. Mm-hmm. And when people say, oh, like, when we, we never had this problem, it's because... When we feel alienated, I felt like people in the olden days, they were way more alienated. Like, there was nowhere for you to go. Like, Mm. nowadays, you have, like, the suicide hotline and other stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like, you can call in and talk to someone. Mm -hmm. But I felt it has, like, a stigma and, like, lots of cultures. So, people don't talk about it. It's more of just you keep it hidden. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, for me, like, going to college, it made me realize more about, you know, depressions and anxieties and things like that because I have a bunch of my friends that actually suffered from depression and anxiety and I've actually had a friend of mine go through a whole series of depression. The whole time, like Gio was saying, like, she's one of my good friends and I, I would never thought that she would be going through all that and thinking like that Mm -hmm. and when sitting down to talk to them like when you talk to someone who's going through something like that you realize how much lucky you are to wake up every day and like have siblings or an uncle mom dad someone to talk to about something that's going on in your life and there are some people who has mom dad and siblings and they still feel like they can't go to someone to talk to them Mm -hmm. and I've noticed it a lot around my friend group that they tend to keep those stuff more private. I feel like for me growing up, thinking of depression or saying that you might be depressed or thinking negatively, people would take you as crazy instead Mm -hmm. of like something going on wrong. And when I started to realize that not just because people smile, they're happy, Mm -hmm. it started to make sense that to me that, you know, we do go through stuff like that. You don't know what that person is battling with just because they're smiling or they're happy about it. They don't comment on the subject. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean that they're not suffering themselves. And talking to your friends and letting them know that, you know, you're here for them to talk about anything. You know, if they have anything going on, like, you know, to easily shoot you a text or call you. I always like to let my friends know that, like, you know, if you just want to talk, and I'm just going to sit down and listen to you. I don't have to give you a response. And if you want to hear a response, you can always ask me for it. Mm. Even like the younger generation, like, you know, just letting them know that you're here for them mm-hmm. helps them. Someone could be going through the toughest time and thinking of ending their life and you just saying, hey, you know, I've noticed you've been stressed. Just know if you need to talk or anything, come to me, talk to me, I'll listen. Also being judge-free, not judging your friends just because they tell you something and you don't agree with it don't judge them because of that because you don't know what happened to them for them to be thinking like that or doing what they do do you guys feel like guidance counselors help at all no. with no. your mental no. not at my school not no. at- they're mostly focused on getting you to graduate instead yeah. of getting like you to be in the mentality where you okay I'm ready to graduate mm-hmm. when I was graduating my guidance counselor is like, was a great guidance counselor I still keep in touch with her she had the best intentions for me because she wanted me to attend the best of the best and wanted me you know to succeed but at the same time I had a lot more going on like mentally and I couldn't speak to her because she was taking care of something else. I feel like I had to worry about me. The reason why I go in my profession, because I want to be there for, like, the kids, you know, mentally and educationally, like, you know, to just be like, hey, 
I know you like you know you want to attend a good college, but are you okay? How's this process going? Just asking someone if you're okay is if there are some people just saying are you okay, they'll just open up and tell you about yeah. everything, yeah. and you know just asking the question helps. And guidance counselors they don't, don't really do no. take the time to ask that question. Do you think if there were therapists on your school campus that people would utilize them? Yeah, definitely. The therapist thing, yeah, I feel like that would help so much more. Because I know there's so much people, they act like they're cool, but like I know they're going through a lot of things. Because mm-hmm. I know if I was going through a bad day, if someone didn't ask me, I wouldn't bring it up. If you see me like I look like I'm kind of sad or something, someone asks me, I'll tell them like... I'll be like, yeah, this and this happened. But like, if no one asks me, I'm not even going to talk about it. Like, my guidance counselor, it's the opposite of hers. Mine, I think it's probably the worst guidance counselor like ever, ever met. <laughs> like, I haven't met that much, but I've met enough to say he's not that good. I remember last year, I'll be like, yeah, I need to change my classes. Like, I need to go to honors. I need to do this and that. He wouldn't even reply. Like, I'd send him emails, give him these little notes, because, you know, you could do that. Like, I gave him a little note. But, like, yeah, I really need to talk to you. Like, very, very important. He wouldn't talk to me. Until, mm. like, this year, my mom I was like, oh, I was like, I need to change dance classes because my brother had a good one. I was like, I want to go to her. When he found out we we're about to change it, then he finally suddenly like went to be like, oh yeah, um, I heard you need this and this. I was like, yeah, like since last year, like <laughs> I needed this since last year, and it's like sad because he didn't even. First of all, he doesn't know how to pronounce my name, and mm. I've seen him like I'm in freshman year, I see him all the time, and he doesn't know my name. He doesn't know what grade I'm in. That's that's sad. I was like, you don't know what grade I'm in, and you want to, you're my guidance counselor, like you are supposed to be someone who actually helps me he'll see me like in a hallway be like oh hi like he doesn't know my name so he doesn't say my name mm-hmm. like hi i'm like hi if i do talk like i got to actually talk to him this year like change my classes he doesn't ask me like oh how are you how was your day he doesn't do any of that like he'll just be like hi done yeah. bye mm-hmm. like that's all he does actually like, sometimes like i'm like oh yeah i want to talk about this to someone maybe mm-hmm. like my friends but like, i want to do this i never get the opportunity to do it because he doesn't i feel like he's just there just to work just because he needs a job yeah. just to to pay his bills because he doesn't pay attention to anybody like that's what he doesn't do (laughs) yeah (laughs) well i want to thank you guys so much for partaking in this conversation i think it was a really good dialogue and i think a lot of people will appreciate getting to hear from a different demographic that we don't normally highlight on this podcast and i feel like people don't highlight in general Mm -hmm. i think young people are the future and your voices are very important because the world is changing at such a drastic speed and Mm. there's so much information i constantly feel bombarded with information and i just think about how would the 15 year old me process everything that's Mm -hmm. being thrown into my face all the time so i hope that you guys find more support and maybe this will help inspire maybe different schools and communities to bring more supports to your schools and your age demographic. So we're going to end this podcast with a mindful moment. And I think this mindful moment is very fitting because a lot of you guys talked about your self-care practices of building yourselves up and looking at the good things in life. So it's mindful moment, which is also self-care goes along with that and it's about appreciation so i want everyone to sit up straight with their feet flat on the floor and i want you to just listen to my voice you can have your eyes slightly closed if you want you can keep them open whatever you feel comfortable doing so today's mindful moment is meant to give you an easy way to increase the positive emotions in your life 
One of the best ways to train your brain to focus on the positive is through practicing the state of appreciation. Get into your mindful bodies. Take deep breaths in and relax as you breathe out. Breathe in slowly and breathe out slowly. We are now going to learn a good way to celebrate the gifts in your life. Remember a time where you felt really grateful for a special moment in your life. It could be with your family, with your friends, with a pet, or in nature. Let your heart feel that feeling, like the warmth of the sun is shining on it. Feel that warm sun moving from your heart to all over your body, through your arms and your legs, into your fingers and toes. Enjoy this feeling of being surrounded as though your entire body is being wrapped in a warm, cozy blanket. Continue to breathe in and out gently as you feel grateful and happy. Continue to breathe in and out gently as you feel grateful and happy. Thank you, guys. How do you feel? Tuna, I want to hear from you. I feel relaxed. Mm. Well, thank you for joining me on episode eight of the Mindful Podcast. Please join the conversation with us. If you have any thoughts about anything that was said about colorism, body shaming, the peer pressure to do different drugs, if you are a young person, an older person, you want to share your experience, please add us at W-O-Y-M-I-N-C on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that. And hashtag mindful, M-I-N-D-F-U-L-L. Thank you. Let's talk about it, talk about it. Don't let it sit on your mind. When you talk about it, talk about it.